What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fit for Life with Julie podcast. This episode was actually recorded in January. Sarah and I sat down to have a chit chat, all things fitness, our ins, outs, how her build's going, her gut health, tips for anyone stuck on 1200 calories but not getting results, and so much more. I am late to posting this podcast, so bear with me on some of the references to being early in the year, but I hope that it helps at least one of you out there. And as always, if you do enjoy it, please share it on your stories and make sure you tag us so that we can see how much you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get into it. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm so excited because I've got Sarah here with me. Hello. I'm so happy to be back. I love our podcast. Today we are chatting all things 2024, goals, ins and outs. Sarah and I have not thought too much about this, but we just thought we'd share some of our ins and outs that we've had throughout life, but also in particular going into 2024. Hopefully it inspires you to, I guess, think of your ins and outs for the year. But anyway, let's start off with your goals for 2024. Yeah, so I haven't thought too specifically as in finer details for my goals, but I have kind of bigger overall goals so my competitive goals i'm going to compete in two shows so the gold coast pro-am show fmg which is 19th of october and then one week later is the dubai pro show as well so i'm going to fly straight from the gold coast to dubai (laughs) and do both shows which is super exciting oh my gosh gold coast and dubai hello holiday after yeah exactly and i just thought you know if you're doing 20 weeks of prep why not do both shows plus i want to go to dubai so yeah yeah (laughs) can i just come on Awesome, exciting. So where are you in terms of your prep right now? We're mid-January, how many yeah. weeks out is that? That's a lot. So I'm, um, yeah, gosh, I'm like 40 know. weeks or something. So I'm deep in my build at the moment. Okay. Um, I will do a DEXA scan in April just to check, you know, my body fat and bone density and all those good things. And then we'll decide when I'm starting prep, but it'll likely be 20 weeks out, which is, I think, June. Yeah, also okay, so mid-winter you start, going yeah. into, I guess, New Zealand summer, yeah. Gold Coast summer. It's Dubai, I haven't even looked at the weather there. They don't have winter. I don't yeah, think. in October I think it'll be kind of warm, but not too super hot, which will be nice. Awesome, and yeah. how is your build going? It's going good, it's going really good. I'm loving it, I feel like I'm in a really good routine. I'm kind of um, maintaining weight at the moment. We don't want to gain too much more weight to make prep hard, so we're kind of at my maximum weight that we want to sit at and just kind of focus on eating um, at maintenance or a very slight surplus, which is still really high calories. Yeah. Which Please <laughs> share how many carbs you are on. 500 grams a day. <laughs> what? All the carbs. All the carbs. Loving training, like just, you know, strength is feeling really good. Um, yeah, just absolutely loving that. So that's my competitive goals. Yes. And then obviously business goals, working on the comp closet, getting that launch, getting lots of sellers and renters on board and then obviously getting people to purchase from there and just helping as many competitors as I can. I'm putting out lots of education for bikini competitors just to kind of get rid of that barrier to entry and help more people compete and also create a bit of a community as well because it can be a little bit scary not knowing anyone. (laughs) Oh, you can tell you're really passionate about, you know, getting rid of that barrier to competing and you, like you said, you've competed so many times before already and now you want to go to Gold Coast and Dubai. So obviously something like Comp Closet is 
something that you've essentially created that would help you and it's now going to help so many other people so that's really cool to hear as well that's so true i'm really yeah. excited for it yeah i can tell <laughs> and awesome. then i also just have overall health goals so really working on my gut health I've been having a few issues with that lately um and really focusing on sleep as well i've been trying to go for walks in the morning before i have my caffeine so just having a little bit of a slower morning than i used to because I do work a lot more flexibly now, so I can do that, which is great. I work from home full time, so awesome. I can kind of be flexible with my mornings. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it, as well as trying to grow my socials as well. So yes. being a lot more consistent with podcasts and you know reels on Instagram, regular posting stories, hoping to get into YouTube, but I need to set specific goals around that and I haven't because I think I'm just like scared that I'm not going to do it. Yes, <laughs> it is. It's definitely hard. I think there's so many different platforms now for social media. It's like, which ones do I want to focus on? What ones do I actually like posting on? YouTube is hard work. I think it's probably the most time consuming out of all of them, mm. but it's also one that I've heard so many people talk about in terms of it being like a search engine such as Google and it's timeless you know some videos that you could have done five years ago could still be relevant to today and pop up on someone's feed whereas kind of with Instagram I feel like once you post something now it's kind of changed a little bit but once you post something sometimes it just gets lost in the feed but I think they've changed that a little bit like sometimes I'll see one of your posts from two weeks ago on my feed that I missed so I can't even keep up with Instagram but I know that of all the platforms, consistency has to be the number one thing. Those are some yes. awesome goals. When it comes to your gut health, you mentioned, if you don't mind sharing about that, how did you know that you needed to work on your gut health and what did you do to improve that? Because this is a sidetrack to what we're talking about today, but I get so many people you know, asking me about gut health. So any tips yeah. you have is great. So I had a few just kind of like smaller things that I was ignoring for a long time, like my skin started flaring up. I always kind of struggled with acne when I was a teenager and through my early 20s and then kind of cleared it up, but it'll flare up every now and then. And I got a lot worse, so I kind of put that down to gut health because I had blood tests, all my hormones were normal and I didn't change anything else. So um, I had that, I had a few little like random dry patches coming up like on my skin. Um, I was getting a lot of like bloating and just digestive issues from foods that I wouldn't normally be sensitive to. Like I was just a lot more sensitive to um, foods. So yeah, it was mainly the bloating, a um, little bit of fatigue, which I'm not sure if that was the gut health. Um, just, yeah, having all these issues, the doctors weren't really doing anything. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting a stool test done wow. and it showed that I had um, an a big overgrowth of two of the bad bacteria. Don't, don't ask me to name yeah, them. Yeah, no, 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 that's fine. Wow. Yeah. And then two of the good bacterias, I had like next to none of them. So just a really big imbalance there. Oh, wow. And so what I've done is I've been um, taking two probiotics, which are specific to the bacteria that I need to grow. And then just including a massive variety of plant-based foods. So I still eat like meat and dairy and things, but I have reduced anything inflammatory, like um, gluten's a big one that I've cut out and I find that's really helping. And then, yeah, that massive variety of plant-based foods. So um, fast and slow digesting like vegetables, so cooked vegetables, and then also like salads and things, they kind of scrub your gut, like kale and rocket, yeah. um, antimicrobial like properties and certain herbs and vegetables seem to be helping, which, I kind of thought it was a bit like 
woo woo <laughs> crazy, but they seem to actually be working. So like garlic, um, rosemary, again, rocket's another one that's really good. So yeah, just having heaps of variety because your gut absolutely loves that variety. Yeah. Cool, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that as well. Do you have any other goals you want to add to that? I think that's it. I might think of more later, but yeah, I think that's everything. What are your goals? Oh, so my goals, I actually haven't spoken about them on the podcast, so that's great. Uh, my goals, I like to split into different things. So I normally split mine by personal, business, finance, and health and fitness. So I have gone through those with Ross instead of going out on New Year's Eve. We just sat at home, we had a glass of bubbles each and had some little snacks and just looked at our goals for the year ahead. Uh, personal would be an example of like self-development. So I really want to, you know, be learning constantly. I always want to be better as a coach, as a business person as well. So just listening to more podcasts. I would say reading was a big thing for me, but honestly, I just haven't prioritized it recently and podcasts seem to be easier for me to listen to. So those while I'm working in things or on walks in the mornings. Finance would be goals Ross and I have set together. So we've set a goal to, you know, save a certain amount. My fitness goals, honestly, I guess we'll go through our ins and outs soon. But my fitness goals really are just about taking care of my overall well-being. So like you're focusing on your gut, I just want to feel really good year round. I feel as if I am done with anything extreme. Going into big builds or going into big shreds is just not really appealing to me right now. And I think that's just connected to my change in life path and where I want to be. I turned 30 in November. So obviously there's other things in life I might be looking at doing. So I just want to make sure that my body's really healthy. So that's kind of my big focus on that front. And then when it comes to business, my goal of coaching and things, I really want to do some meetups. I would love to do a workout in Auckland, uh, Mount Eden walk with squad members. And I just want more community-based activities, which means, you know, if I'm not competing and not doing other things, I can actually focus on that along with my VIP coaching. So that's super limited spaces, but I'm able to actually work one-on-one with the women I work with and help them achieve their goals. My focus might have moved away from competing, but it's really heavily looking into helping others get to the place of where you were when you're like, you know what, I want to compete or it's someone else that's looking to have a family and they just want to get themselves into a really good place for that. That's kind of some of my goals. Ross and I came up with a lot of goals and sometimes I think when it comes to goals, actions speak louder than words. So I often don't share a lot of my goals. I just go out and do them. Shall we go off on some of our ins and outs for this year? What's an in for you? In definitely gut health, as we just spoke about, and yeah, that links into overall health rather than only focusing on, you know, my competing goals. Obviously, that's a priority as, you know, my builds and shreds for competing, but I want to make sure overall health is really good while I'm doing that. Awesome. I would also add to that for me being an in is overall well-being, being that I am focused on my overall health as opposed to aesthetic. So yes, I want to look good by my standards, but I also am like really getting into taking Bronco for a little jog and being able to handle that. I'm not a runner. I know Instagram and social media world is hard out getting into Pilates and running this year. I feel like it's all over the show. That's not something I'm super interested in, but I like the idea of being able to run if I'm in an airport and rushing 
for the airplane <laughs> or if Bronco gets something in his mouth and I've got to run the other way so he can chase me so I can get it out of his mouth like overall health and fitness is really big for me I love how you said one of your goals was focusing on sleep and slower mornings that's also something I've been doing too so really focused on sleep which I always have been but just making sure that I'm getting like a good wind down routine and a good morning routine now that Bronco is getting a lot better in the mornings I'm able to have a play with him start my morning and then do a workout after I've taken him for a little play around and things so yeah and sleep and overall well-being and cardio health for my heart not for any other reason really okay what would be an out for you of this year an out probably late nights if I don't want to because I don't drink or anything like that you know I don't want to just have random late nights just to please other people I guess an out for me is not doing things I don't want to do so this is something I've kind of got really good at over the past few years but I think sometimes you say yes to things to please other people that you don't even want to do and I heard this over New Year's Eve lots of people and friends I have went out on New Year's Eve for the sake of going out on New Year's Eve. They didn't want to. They stayed up till midnight, said Happy New Year's, and then went to bed. And whereas Russ and I were in bed at like 8 o'clock just as we went any other night because we like waking up in the morning and training. We like feeling good. And so I used to try and please everyone, but I definitely don't want to be just doing that for the sake of. So I am so with you on the early nights and not doing anything you don't want to. Yes, I did the same on New Year's Eve. I had an early night, watched a movie and went to bed, woke up, saw the sunrise. It's great. <laughs> yes, perfect. Speaking of sunrises, I think an in for me would be getting out in nature more. I am absolutely loving seeing the sunrise in the morning. I'm not going to lie, sunsets are probably not things I'm going to be chasing because I'll be at home <laughs> winding down. But I think trying to get out and be more active, especially if I'm not competing, like I've got more time to take Bronco for a walk instead of trying to get my posing in or something. Like I am looking forward to putting it out of being competing for me this year. I'm not saying that I'll never compete again because I probably will one day, but for this year in particular, I actually loved balance last year and not competing and so I would say a big in would be an out would be competing and an in for me would be balance which is polar opposite of your goals this year yes. competing <laughs> twice which is exciting yeah so yeah so exciting. yeah I know I can tell you're so excited <laughs> and I feel like uh, I think that's something I would love to talk about is doing things that excite you if you are saying yes to anything you don't want to do you're essentially saying no to something you do want to do so you saying yes to a late night might mean that you're going to have to skip your session in the morning or delay it till later in the day me saying yes to competing right now i think would be saying no to other things i'm focused on um everyone's different in how they balance their time of course but i just know the level of commitment it takes to go through a prep and you have to be in it year round i don't think if you want to do well in competing, especially as a pro, I don't think it's good enough to only be in it for 16 to 20 weeks. It's not good enough because you know there's tons of other pros out there that are in it 365 days a year. They're going through the builds, they're having that improvement season, and they're coming back better. And I've seen how hard you're working, and I'm like, not for me. <laughs> not for me right now. It is really important for people to recognize what excites them and to not fall into the trap of doing things 
they don't want to do because it's what they think they need to do based on what they saw on Instagram. Yes, that's so true. But still saying yes to uncomfortable things that take you in the right direction. I think that's one of my ends as well as doing things that I'm uncomfortable with. And we just started by doing like little things like we're in the South Island, if we're driving past a lake, and feel it and it's like freezing cold and we don't want to swim we're like you know what we actually should get in and swim and just sit in there for five minutes because it's uncomfortable so I've just started doing little things like that that don't take me away from my goals but they make me a bit uncomfortable oh I love that yeah I do think we grow from stepping outside our comfort zone and I did the cold showers for like quite a while I really got into it but at the start I always think like oh I don't want to do this I try and talk myself out of it but it's that feeling you get after even if it's just ending your shower for 30 seconds on icy cold through winter it's pretty challenging but I feel like it's stepping you outside of your comfort zone and that helped me build discipline doing that every day enabled me to be like you know I can do hard things and I think you getting into a lake where it's really cold is an awesome things with discipline but also just stepping outside of your comfort zone is there anything else you think you want to do this year that will put you outside of your comfort zone i would say like competing is still definitely outside of my comfort zone i don't know if i'll ever be comfortable getting on stage you know it's a scary thing like oh, i'll put in obviously lots of preparation but i think it's always going to be yeah. outside of my comfort zone more of a gumboot but gumboot yeah. is kind of a girl but i do love it at the same time so that's yeah. outside of my comfort zone some of the content I'm putting out there that's a little bit outside of my comfort zone. Even, you know, some of the business things that I'm committing to is a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So there's lots of things that I'm doing that I'm not comfortable with, which I love. And I feel like that keeps life exciting. If I wasn't doing anything that enabled me to progress, I think I'd just get bored. Ross and I have said this a lot, like for me personally, happiness comes from progression and it comes from self-development. So I need to always be learning or I need to be doing something that's challenging me in a different way. Oh, I think my challenges right now are all business focused. It's about, you know, helping as many women as I can with Fit Within Julie and doing everything on my own with that. And I think something that will help me step outside my comfort zone in business is going to be trusting in someone else to help me. I think it's time for me to reach out for external help. So hopefully I'll be getting someone to help me with Fit Within Julie this year, whether that's in like, you know, filming and editing for social media, that is like something I really want help with instead of me literally writing the script, filming everything, editing it myself and then posting it. I think stepping outside of my comfort zone to trust someone else to help me is gonna be something that I need to work on and I will do it this year. And then the other thing I think will help me step outside my comfort zone is also setting big goals that I find challenging, such as putting out 52 YouTube videos a year. That's a huge commitment, as is 52 podcasts. Following on from that, you said we're two weeks into the new year. A lot of people would have started the year with high hopes of like, this is gonna be the year that I achieve my fitness goals. And that happens every single year. Come February, a lot of people have already fallen off track. Some people have given up on seeing themselves New Year resolutions. So if there is someone out there that is listening to this, I'm sure there will be a lot of people that are brand new to their fitness journey. They've stumbled across this video or podcast. What would be your number one tip for someone to set them up for success in 2024 in relation to a fitness goal? I would say break that goal down into small steps that you can actually do. So... For me, I wasn't able to do that myself. That's why I signed up with you. Um, so if you're not able to break it down into small steps and say, stay accountable to taking those small steps that actually seem achievable, then definitely get a coach like yourself to 
you know, break down the goal and tell you kind of the direction to go to reach that goal. Yeah, I think it just takes all the guesswork out of it. And I mean, you know, in your first 90 days, you fully committed. You did everything I said. I feel like you lost eight to nine kilos. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So a lot can change in 90 days. And if someone is in January, you're halfway through the month and you're like, oh my gosh, I have not even started. Chill out. Look at what your goal is, break it down into small actionable habits, would you say, or actions to take, and then start from there. So um, if someone's looking to compete this year and they're looking at October, what would you what would you even advise them to do? I would say start now with like building your team, you know, your comp prep coach, your posing coach, um, work backwards from the date, decide, you know, when you'll likely start prep, how much time you have to build and actually commit to that build, get your calories high because It'll make prep a lot easier and definitely start posing now and start including all of those habits that you will be doing on comp prep because it'll make you not only more competitive when you actually get on stage, but it will make the whole prep process so much easier and so much more enjoyable. Yeah, definitely. I mean, really, like I said, a comp prep these days, it's not enough to be in 16 to 20 weeks, even as an amateur, people are starting so far out. I swear before, in 2017 and being like, oh, you know, I'll start at 16 weeks out. Should I get a posing coach? No, it doesn't really matter. Just do whatever you feel like. It was way less intense. And now it's like, you've got to have a posing coach from a year, not a year out. But some people do, you know, they work with a posing coach year round and everything is structured all throughout the year. And it's just not enough to say 12 weeks out, okay, I want to compete. And getting your calories up high is something that I have noticed this year already in the first two weeks of this year is a conversation I'm having time and time again on my discovery calls for one-on-one -on -one coaching. It's a number of women that have come to me saying, my last coach had me on 1200 calories. I'm stuck at their, your height, you know, they're 170 to 173 centimeters or so. They're on 1200 calories. They're stuck at 67 kilos and they're stuck there. They're not getting the results that they want and they're scared to increase their calories and it breaks my heart. What advice would you have for someone that is scared to increase their calories from there? Because I know it can be scary after a shred to increase your calories. I would say again, like get a coach and someone that you can trust to work with and just trust the process. Like you're, once you actually start eating those calories and seeing how your body changes and how you actually feel eating more calories, because you're going to feel a lot better um, eating you know, a consistent amount of food that your body actually needs. You'll have more energy, you'll be doing more and you'll honestly look better as well. So I think just commit to doing it. Don't go to extreme, slowly increase so you can be comfortable. <laughs> Commit to doing it and yeah, once you start feeling how it's going to feel, you'll absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah, I think so and I think so many people get caught up in the scale so I had to say to a few people is, you know what, we're going to put the scales away, we're just going to focus on how you feel and if anyone is listening to this and you're not going to go to a coach for whatever reason, if you're at that 1200 calorie range, you're not getting the results that you want anyway. You literally have not, like, nothing to lose by increasing your calories. You started in a different place in that you were trying to get to a certain point, but you were yo-yo dieting, so you're kind of up and down. What was the point at which you were like, I just need to get some help with this? Yeah, I mean, as you said, I was yo-yo dieting, so I was trying to eat 1200 calories, and then I would, you know, on the weekends go and binge, and I'd drink for three nights because I was at uni and eat all of the food and then Monday would come around and I would try to go down to 1200 calories again but I think I was just so restricted that I just like my body needed food and I needed a break as well from that 
restrictiveness. Uh, honestly, just nothing to lose. I would recommend put away the scales and just try to eat consistently, you know, a bit more food and consistently eat that amount every day, not 1200 calories on the weekdays and then 3000 on the weekends. Yeah, because that's obviously going to raise your average anyway. And what you just said is exactly what pretty much anyone trying to stick to 1200 calories or even worse, I've heard of people at 1000 calories. Most people that are trying to stick to that 1000 to 1200 calorie range, let's put that as an out. Anyone that's trying to stick to that most likely is not losing weight because they're not sticking to it because no one can stick to that long term. Chances are they're going to take themselves out of a deficit because they are going to have binges or they are going to have those weekend moments where like, you know what? I just can't do this and then they end up eating 3,000 calories the average gets raised and they just have a terrible relationship with themselves and with food and that's the trend I'm seeing coming through and I'm not gonna lie I thought coaches were past the point of putting clients on those extremely low calories but it seems that it's not necessarily the case for a lot of people so if you are someone that is really struggling on lower calories please reach out for help and know that that's not something you can sustain long term and I would say a huge in for 2024 is finding a sustainable lifestyle that you can enjoy eating the foods that you love, doing exercises that you, you know, want to do, or sometimes not necessarily want to do them, but they're going to help you. Hello, Bulgarian split squat. And then go from there. Okay. I think that's everything I have to say today. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for having me.